Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What is up, everybody? It is your host, Project Itachi, joined with my co-host, Warners. What's going on? Welcome back to another week. GZ Chop Shop. How is everybody this week? As always, we have an amazing episode lined up for all of you wonderful people. Uh, And as you can tell, if you are joining us right now, we are doing this episode live for our once a month live version of the podcast, something we've been wanting to do for a while, but never really got the chance to get around to doing. So we are doing this one live. And if you're listening in the future, you are more than welcome to join us for our next live podcast and future live podcasts over on my Twitch channel, twitch.tv forward slash Project Itachi or Warnurse's Twitch channel, twitch.tv forward slash Warnurse. So let us know what you guys think. Join us for this episode. Uh, so we're really, really excited. We got some some amazing topics lined up for you guys, as always. So, without further ado, we are going to dive right in with some news that actually came out today, which I, as a fan of the genre, am kind of excited for. Um, because honestly, I've been waiting for something like this to happen. And what I'm talking about is there is now a new Star Wars game being made and it is being uh led by amy hennig and skydance new media now skydance new media is pretty much a new developer they pretty much came around in like 2019 um with the goal of creating immersive action adventure interactive games like they were very specific on what they wanted to do and for those of you who don't know you're like you know you might not know who amy hennig is she is not new gaming (laughs) by any means she's been around in this industry for a couple decades now because she pretty much uh is credited for hits like legacy of kane jack and daxter and uncharted and don't forget 1994's michael jordan (laughs) (laughs) but she's she knows what she's doing and She's also uh, an avid Star Wars fan. Um, she pretty much credits Star Wars for changing the way she thinks and I guess expanding her creativity. And if it's had that much of an impact on her and that to the point where she's released, uh, helped release some iconic games, like these are all known as iconic classics that set off in most cases more games like the uncharted series went up to four games jack and daxter went up to like three games i think um so this this is exciting because apparently they're trying to create an original story 
this Star Wars game so far seems like they want to create an original story set in the Star Wars universe. Uh, and it, it seems like they don't want to give away too many details about it. Um, it seems like, you know, obviously it's still in the works and everything, but it seems like they really are focusing on giving the player the ability to adventure in the Star Wars universe and not in like an MMO fashion, um, but more of an old Republic fashion, because to this day, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic is still praised as one of the greatest Star Wars games of all time. It's iconic. Uh, one of Bioware's greatest games because of so much lore and the story and how it went and one of the greatest twists in, in gaming history. Um, and it's been really hard for any Star Wars games that follow to hold a candle to it. And a lot of them for years now have just fed off of the established universe. And it seems like they've been afraid to branch away from that. But Disney, since they've acquired the rights of Star Wars, seems like they're willing to boldly go <laughs> where everyone else is afraid to go um, and they're ready to expand on the universe. And I think this is needed. I think star Wars needs that fresh coat of paint. Like we all love how they keep connecting the dots and connecting this. And this is how someone became that. And, it, and it's great, but how many times can they do that? Um, and honestly, right now, the only people that were really pushing all star Wars games was EA. And we all know how EA is. Can they make great games? Yes, they can. But what is the big issue with EA? They're very money hungry. And they were using Star Wars as that cash grab. And they they did create Fallen Jedi, which, by the way, is a phenomenal game. Great game. But I think they only did that to get on everyone's good graces because everyone was losing faith in them with their Star Wars games. And it was like, all right, you just want money. You're not really trying. So they're like, all right, we got to put out at least one good game. Uh, Fallen Jedi. Boom. Great game. Phenomenal. But they're not going to keep doing that. EA is not going to get up off money willingly. They were like, here's your one. Don't ask again for like another 10, 20 years. <laughs> we, we're not doing that. Um, so now Skydance Media Studio is coming around. And like, hey, we're going to create an original Star Wars game. Now, I'm hoping it's it's still a playable game. And what I mean by that is um, there's a lot of games like Telltale, which I am not saying Telltale games are bad by any means. Actually, a lot of them are very immersive, very great. But I feel like Star Wars games are one of those where I need to be in the action. Like, like an original story is great. I don't feel like, okay, I have to choose, you know, I follow this path, but it really doesn't matter what I do because we all know how it turned out in the movies, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but I would love for it to have like that Jedi Fallen Order play style and open worldness without being tied to the main story. Like I want to feel like I would love to create my character and do my own thing without being an MMO. Like, let me explore my star Wars galaxy. Give me a, give me the Elden ring of star Wars. You know, you know that, that's I mean? a big ask too, because what, you know, it's one thing when you have an open world game, like, like Skyrim and, and Elden ring and you can, you know, explore a, a, yeah. a group of lands together. You know, you're talking open world Star Wars, a galaxy, uh, you know, multiple oh planets, so you know, that kind of. So th it would be very cool. It'd be very cool to see how they could do that. No Man's Sky, but Star Wars right there. That's what I'm talking about. Yes. I feel that that's a justifiable ask. Uh, hopefully it wouldn't take them like, 
how many years has it been with No Man's Sky? Since like 2016, they've been working on it. They've been working on that game for when you think about it, almost a decade to get it to where it's at now. Um, and good for everyone for hanging in there after the rough start. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I I feel that um, Star, like I said, Star Wars is due for this. This is what they need. Uh, I, I I will can't wait to see like more details on it because it's still uh, under wraps. It just came out that like this Star Wars game is coming out. But before that, there was something else that I discovered I didn't know about. And I don't know if you knew about this either. This isn't the only project that's coming out of Skydance Studios. They're doing um, they're doing a, a lot of things for a, a new company. Yeah, they're also working on a Marvel game. Now that's that's <laughs> compared to what we just got with Guardians of the Galaxy because that that is by far like one of the better Marvel games we've gotten in quite a while. Outside the Spider-Man's are pretty damn good. But mm-hmm. Uh, did they give any details about this? No, it's the same concept. When you go to their website and you guys can check this stuff out, you could go to starwars.com. You could go to skydancemedia.com. When you check out, and I'm sorry, Skydance New Media. Uh, when you check their site, it just says that they're joining forces with the best IPs in the world to create story-driven action adventure experiences with a focus on mystery, exploration, discovery, and adrenaline-pumping spectacle. And that's how they're categorizing it with their their Marvel game. Skydance New Media joins forces with Marvel Entertainment to create an all new interactive title. So it could be anything. It could be its own original stories. And it, it, it seems like they're wanting to add a new twist to fan favorite characters to be played in different ways. Uh, I guess they want to go about stories differently because if you really think about it, a lot of the Marvel games, while good, there's still one thing that they've all done they have all fed off the cinematic universe in some way whether it's to give us the consumer that feel of being a part of the cinematic universe even more so or because it keeps them from having to write fresh ideas but just take what's already there and then kind of expand on it a bit here's a fresh Um, idea that i i think would be a great idea a a sort of an open world an open world marvel game where you interact throughout this this world with all the different marvel heroes and villains big and small but you are a new up and coming hero you're your own hero sort of like uh uh dc is it was it dc legends was yeah. that the one because all you're talking of, about the old mmo sort yeah, of yeah, like yeah. that sort of like yeah where you 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 could interact with the veterans and that was cool it was a crossover but it wasn't like the point of the game. Right. And I think the only reason DC legends uh, didn't do quite as well as it, it did um, was because uh, a lot of people don't know as many DC heroes as they probably do Marvel heroes. Yeah. So a lot of people kind of went into the game. It was very niche. It was a very niche game. And honestly, the Marvel cinematic universe at that same time was like still on the up to bring a lot of people into the comic book world. Um, so DC Legends, uh, uh, or DC Universe Online, that's what it was. DC, DC, Universe, DC Online. Universe Online. Okay. Um, I think it was ahead of its time, and then once it kind of just plateaued, became niche. They just like gave up on it. Um, I think if, the, but it, it had such great. Had potential. that game come out now versus then, I think it would have done a lot, a lot better. I played that game. The last time I played that game was maybe two years ago and by the way it's for a game as old as it is it is still very active 
It is a very yeah. Active I, I was going to ask: Are the servers even? Oh, still... they're a hundred percent active. It is. There are so many people that still play that game. And you know, and that says right there, like people want these kind of games. They want this freedom to be their own hero. Me personally, I would love for, and and this is coming back to you know Star Wars and the Marvel game. I would love a game that lets me create my iconic hero. And I'm not talking like the mashup of you pick this power, you pick this power. That was one thing. DC universe kind of did you pick powers, but you knew the heroes that those powers came from. Right. I want to be able to you load it up with every power you could think of in that entire universe. Not just the ones that's like, Oh, heat vision. I know that's Superman or healing factor. That's obviously Wolverine. Like, let me mix and match or, you know, uh, mass effect style where my background actually matters. And then I come into these other powers, you know, along the way. And the decisions you uh, make determine what your character is able to do down the road and the storyline yeah. you can kind of progress with. And that would be very cool. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then kind of like, you know, being committed to that character to give that character their, you know, their, their, their background, their lore. Uh, and then, and I'm sure that's really complicated. That's probably a lot. Oh, of absolutely. But there are games like this. Uh, they're far and few between, but, but they're there. And, um, you know, back to Star Wars, we, the same thing, you know, maybe we'll see the same sort of idea reflected onto the, this, the Star Wars game they're making. If they're going into a new direction, that is a good new direction to go into. And yeah, I, you know, dude, mark my words, man, Elden Ring is going to change the game. Now, people would be like, well, how does it change the game? Because a, a million games have come out that were f that felt completed and gave us what we wanted, didn't have micro... Yeah, you're right. There's a lot of games out there with no BS. But there's not a lot of games out there that are good with no, B no BS. And there has not been that many games in the past several years that good with no BS. And... It just yeah. had like so many people I have talked to and, and, and read like forums and stuff. People are already saying that when they're done with Elden Ring and they go back and they play any other game that they would normally, the, the rotation of games, we all have a rotation of games when we're not really into a, a new game, right? They don't feel any of these games are scratching that itch that are capturing that, that, thing that that just made them just want to play this game so yeah, yeah it's going to change how people approach games going forward because it proved that you can have a successful game with no bullshit no microtransactions and people will still keep coming back and from yeah. software is showing that they're not fucking around and they're here for the players and i have no doubt that this star wars game and this this Marvel game that is allegedly being worked on that that you mentioned, we might see them going going to this direction. It would be a very smart move, and it would make sense after after the success of Elden Ring. Yeah, I, I, I and you and I have talked about this many many times. The industry, the investors, and, and I don't want to say the developers because it's not the developers. No, a lot of times they get their hands tied. Like they they have these visions, they want to do the, these things, but it's yeah. the people up top that are like, no, it's the investors. Yeah, the, the the investors, the the big corporations above that say, hey, okay, well, how can we stretch this out? How can we milk this? We know gamers are going to want this game. How do we stretch this dollar, make them spend more? And it's like, 
drip feed content, make them pay for it. And the next thing you know, one game has costed you a hundred dollars for like, you know, minimal content. And we've accepted this. We've made this okay. We've, you know, Call of Duty, Fortnite, Apex Legends. We've said <clears throat> it's okay to charge me for content. I'll complain, but I'll still open my wallet. And that's all they care about. It's like, okay, we'll hear you fuss. We'll hear you complain, blah, 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 blah. And you paid us anyway. Yeah, imagine getting this so new Star Wars game. And if you want to have, and it was open world and it has all this shit. And EA did some bullshit like, hey, uh, you know, if you want to have access to these four planets with really good stuff, you have to pay uh, a, a battle pass or some shit. Like that's some shit EA would do. So yeah. when they say new direction, I really hope they mean new direction. And they follow suit on games this year that have been very successful that are showing that you don't have to do that. Uh, uh, what, what, what's that other game? I haven't played it in a while. Uh, Horizon. Z uh, Zero Dawn Horizon. Am I saying it right? Horizon Zero Dawn. Right, whatever. Yeah, I played the first, <laughs> I played the first like three years ago. The new one came out. I don't have a fucking PlayStation 5 because apparently you still can't buy them three years later. Um. So that'll come out eventually. I'll play the second one. But that, you know, people don't give that one enough love right now because that's a damn good game. Is it is it yeah. open world, open world? I mean, yeah, it's open world, but it's not it's not Skyrim, you know, Elden Ring type. You know, it's not that vast, but it's still semi open world. It's still a damn good game. So, yeah, um, there are games out there that are very good that don't require microtransactions, don't even give you the option and deliver exactly just, what it yeah, is yeah. we want. Um, and then I, mean, I feel like, like I say, a lot of the, the industry needs to just wake up and take notes. Uh, granted, there's more games that do follow the new microtransaction uh, motto. So it's going to take a lot more games like Elden Ring to come out. The problem is, and this is where we've become our worst enemy, uh, a lot of people don't have that same patience because Elden Ring is a, is a time sink. And a lot of people understandably don't have the time to commit to these longer games. Um, you, you're working, you've got kids, you're probably in school, you might have two jobs. So a lot of people prefer a game that they can just drop in and play. And this is where your battle Royals and everything have become so dominant, but at the same time, your more expensive, uh, hobby which is why you notice uh i usually notice a trend among people that actively play those games that's usually the only genre they play because they don't you know they probably don't have the money or the, the the mental patience to to try anything new and i think i think we need more of these single player games to be brought back and pushed out there in into the uh into the market into the industry because there's a big cry for them there's a huge cry for them. Like, I love multiplayer, but Elden Ring is one of those games, and you and I have done it. You're in your world doing your thing. I'm in my world doing my thing, and we're just talking about it. And it's still a great time because it's like you're having your adventure, and I'm hearing you, like, freaking out over there. And I'm like, man, I'm about to walk into this this same castle. What, what am I getting myself into? Yeah, like, yeah exactly. And, and, and I think that's what any game that gives you a sense of adventure and uh, a feeling of some control and, and just wonder and fascination like that. It's hard to really capture all those things outside a fantasy game. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 
So there you guys have it. Uh, if you're looking forward to a new Star Wars game, there's definitely one on the horizon. We don't have a projected date. Uh, I They probably don't even have the writing started. Uh, it just was announced today that uh, Amy Henwick was uh, helming that. So more on that, probably, hopefully, if not in the end of the year, maybe early next year. But uh, that's definitely on the horizon. All right. So someone popped up. I say someone, but a company that we didn't ever, ever expect. No, I knew they were up. hiding something. They're not. No one. <laughs> they're, they're not the fucking Goku of the of the of the gaming industry. OK, they're not Mr. Pure hearted. OK. Hey, as far as I knew, they were pure hearted no. and innocent no, don't, don't, and sweet. No, no. <laughs> I knew it. Uh, I knew there was a skeleton in the closet. There's a skeleton. Yeah, there's a, there's a skeleton in the closet for for all of them. And we said this was going to start happening. So Nintendo has made the news uh, for pretty much they have been accused. And I got it. We want to specify not Nintendo as a whole, but unsurprisingly, surprisingly, Nintendo, unsurprisingly, Nintendo of America <laughs> <laughs> has been accused of union busting. Uh, and for anyone who knows what unions are, they're, they're pretty much separated from the company. They are the entities that give the workers voice and support and backing so that they're not abused or mistreated at their place of employment. Uh, and a lot of jobs don't want to have to go head to head with unions because usually it becomes this long drawn out legal battle and it costs money mostly to the company that they don't want to spend. So they usually try not to get on unions bad sides. It seems like Nintendo of America, allegedly, as because this is coming from a seems like it sounds like a single employee, was saying that Nintendo of America was coercing people to not join unions, and uh, pretty much there was some mistreatment going on. Uh, I guess if they thought anyone was thinking about or dealing with with the union. Um, which makes me question, like, was the union um, actually doing their part? Because the union is supposed to, you know, have the backs of the employees when this stuff uh, arises. And you and I, we've said, oh, you know, over the last year, like, we were going to start seeing more of this stuff surface after the Activision Blizzard case came came to light. And with gaming having such a big spotlight on it, um, this was pretty much, pretty much unavoidable. So it's a... Uh, it's pretty sad to see, especially since the Nintendo of America president spoke out against Activision Blizzard. And it's kind of like, um, you know, one of those like you're telling someone else to clean their house and your house is dirty kind of situation. <laughs> uh, but at the same time, I wouldn't say I put fault on the president for this because they can't be aware of everything. And there's literally people put in place to get information before it gets to the presidents of these companies like, hey. I don't think they need to hear about this. They need to worry about this. They need to focus on this. Leave it with me kind of thing. And then in the end, when all this comes out, you know, the presidents, they, they come out and they make the speech. And everyone's like, oh, you knew about this. You knew about this and you did nothing. I think a lot of times they don't. Um, and it sucks because there are situations, serious situations where CEOs and presidents did know. But in a lot of cases, they probably didn't know because they have people to handle this stuff before it gets to them. Because if they had to handle every complaint in every situation that came they would get nothing done for their company no because every day there would be a complaint every day there would be an and issue and i tell you if i was in the gaming industry right now and i was i was a president or ceo 
and anything came out uh, regarding any kind of misconduct for my individuals in my company, specifically people that work more directly for me that are supposed to be handling a lot of this stuff, I would immediately fire them. If there was, if there was evidence, I would fire them completely remove them immediately. I would not sit here like so many of these companies are doing, defending people, going through courts. Like, no, all you're doing, honestly, is making yourself look bad. You're, you're just, you're showing that you might've been part of the problem. If there was evidence in place and it, it, it was proven that they did this and there was about to be a problem, I would remove them immediately. Now I would instinctively like to agree with you. Um, but I'm going to play devil's advocate here. No, I'm not de- defending every big time CEO or every big time president out there. Uh, I would say the, the, the counter to that, and this is where it's, it's a double-edged sword. You, you know, you, you, a lot of things you don't know till it, till it happens. And then there's, you know, running cleanup. Um, we live in a society where the power of social media is way stronger than it needs to be way stronger. Um, and I would just want you to think back, think back to your time in the military where you were in charge of someone and then that person leaped the chain of command two times above you. And then you got chewed out by the chain of command because someone skipped you and you knew nothing of what this person went to them about. You found out after you got your ass chewed. And think about how many times that has probably happened to you. Because I can think of many times that has happened to me. And then think in the civilian sector, you're doing your job. People come to you, you get those complaints, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But this person now in today's age thinks, well, you know what? I got the power of social media. I don't need to do that. I'm going to have my way. And they leap you. And they go to the person above you because they know shit rolls downhill. So now thinking using using your logic, it goes up again because now this person has disturbed someone who's not supposed to be disturbed. You're supposed to be that block, but they skipped you because everything's accessible. They skipped you. You don't know. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Oh, yeah, you're still operating. You got your people. You got them working. You're operating. You're doing what you're supposed to be doing. But they skipped you without your knowledge. Now a person who's not supposed to be disturbed is disturbed. Now they have to go disturb the boss, the boss that you just said. 
Now that boss is ticked because he's thinking like you, if this stuff comes out and this stuff starts a problem, obviously we have a problem. You're not doing your job, but you didn't know. Now, now to backpedal a little bit, okay. <laughs> proven evidence and proven. Okay. Now, now sure. If someone was, if it was shown like they skipped them, obviously they skipped them. They, there's no, there's no traces of documentation here because nobody came to them. Sure. They'd be exempt from that, that situation. Um, and the other thing is, especially with all the, and another thing with all documents and paperwork and there was knowledge. The one thing that drives me up a wall was there was knowledge. Whose knowledge, what knowledge they were too scared to speak out. I am sorry. I am sorry. In an entire company, Unless you don't know what you're signing up for, unless the minute you walk in and you signed your name in blood on a contract and then you find out, hey, we're going to do all this bad stuff to you if you ever speak out against us. You cannot tell me in an entire company, everyone is that scared to say something for so long. Yeah, I mean, I, I th- like, yeah, the, the CEOs, the presidents, all people up in charge, the, 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 the board of directors, et cetera, like, yeah, they have power, but. I find it hard to believe that this group of people have so much power that they scare thousands of people or even hundreds of people. And, and just looking at the, and, and, and if anything, we're proving now that like with the power of social media, they don't have that much power. And okay. Let's say that, let's say that's the case, right? Let's say some nefarious things are happening and people aren't speaking up because you're scared. Let's look at everything that has happened with, I don't know, Activision Blizzard for a second. People were scared. People chose not to speak up. And the outcome of that was an escalation of worsening issues over a longer period of time, hurting and destroying more people's lives and well-being and mental health because a select handful of people chose to not fucking say anything. Say something. If you have a problem, have some pride. Think about everyone around you. Think about your yourself, your self-respect and go fucking say something. If they fire you and you're working for companies like this, somebody else will hire you. Will you make as much money? Maybe you won't make quite as much money, but you'll, you'll come out with the issue. You'll put it out there. And then you can do your social media thing. You can get it on the news. You can blast them right then and there. Yep. Because all that's happening is it's just going to build up and build up and build up until that same exact thing ultimately happens, but way worse affecting way more people. Yep. So don't be scared. Anyone wondering If, if, if you're working for someone and they're treating you, especially illegally, unethically, do something about it. Do not let anyone treat you that way, that way at all. Now, some of the allegations uh, towards Nintendo of America, I will always emphasize Nintendo of America. <laughs> of America, um, specifically America. Specifically Nintendo it's of America. America. It's even underlined in the article. <laughs> <laughs> it's underlined. Appeared to be. <laughs> triple underlined and capitalized and bold. And capitalized. Uh, they appear to include illegal surveillance, making a... Uh, course of statements, firing or refusing to hire employees for attempting to organize and engaging in other forms of retaliation. 
neither company has made an official statement regarding these allegations. Uh, so, and it says the actions listed above are banned in the United States as they infringe on workers' legal right to organize and engage in collective bargaining under the National Labor Relations Act of 1935. Okay, first, I got to say, I think we should probably update a bit. <laughs> That's not to defend anyone, whatever the situation. Not defending But anyone. you're right. Like, when something is almost, what is that? That's about 90 years old. It's like 80, 87 or so years old. Like, yeah, it's... <laughs> It's about time to update something when a law is almost fucking a, a century old. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and here's another thing a lot of people have to think of. If you're wondering like, well, you know, why can't Nintendo care to straighten stuff out? You have to remember that Nintendo as a whole is not an American owned company. So Nintendo, wherever it branches out, does not fall under, uh, U.S. labor laws. The only one that has to fall under the U.S. labor laws is Nintendo of America. Now, I will say this. They're saying X, Y, and Z, and a lot of the things is on... It's it's no secret that game developers, they fall under tough crunch lines and long, strenuous hours, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And Japanese companies are known to just... That's their life. They do long hours, weekends, and they go about it. It's why they're a high-functioning society. They, 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 they get up and they, they do that. Um, and I'm sure, because we don't get their news, I'm sure that they have their own griefs and, and grievances. But it's how they operate. So when they're branching out, that's probably how they expect their branches to operate. So if they send a project that was worked on consistently, and I'm thinking of this as close to a business perspective as I can. If they work on a project consistently and they send it from Japan to their American branch, they're expecting that same work ethic. And they probably have some deadlines and it's like being a Nintendo American saying, hey, we can't do that to your main branch is like a big no-no. We can't lose that business. We just can't. So Nintendo of America is kind of caught between a rock and a hard place because let's be honest, you've got to go against the American working mentality and your own parent company, Nintendo. So you're kind of screwed. And if, and it depends because the thing that's missing from this article is what were the demands that the the union was asking. that is that is curious because when when act when when the issues came out with Activision and Blizzard there the, they put the demands out there when, when it came like to the, the walkout and all that stuff and and wanting to organize all that information is missing from here and I do I do find that really interesting are they wanting to hide it or maybe they just don't have the like the media just doesn't have the right to put that information out yet. So what exactly went down that is preventing that information from coming out? God damn That's it. That's what I want to Nintendo, know. Nintendo, <clears throat> like of all, all everyone in the gaming industry under fire, we, I expected better from Nintendo, but again, <laughs> of America, Nintendo of, of America. America. I, I don't know. Hopefully maybe as 
things develop, we can find out that, you know, find out what their, their, uh, their demands are. It's, it's a pretty fresh thing. Like I think the article dropped about two hours ago. So it's still pretty fresh. There'll probably be updates, but that's, that's honestly something I would want to know. What were the agreements between the union and Nintendo of America? Um, you know, this, the, because this reminds me when I used to work back before I was a nerd, when I was working on my nursing degree, I was working at a, a the Walmart uh, warehouse distribution center on the weekends just for like extra money. And uh, mm. I, 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 I remember this. Uh, they said, if anyone is caught talking about unionization, you will immediately be terminated. That's illegal, by the way. It's illegal. You cannot tell your employees that and you cannot fire them for talking about unions. But they blatantly put it out there in the hiring process that they would fire you. Now, here's the thing, and this is where people, they don't exactly think outside the box. Um, I, the key words there is if you're caught talking openly, you have to think about it in a perspective of the union's, in the most cases are a big opposition to these companies, to these juggernauts. They're, sure. They and I'm were, not defending unions specifically. I'm just saying that's, that's a big ass like threat there. Like if you're not yeah, causing problems, but the thing is they didn't say you can't join. They said you, you can't talk about that's the key thing. That's where a lot of people mess up. They didn't say you cannot join. They said you cannot talk openly about it. Which, in a sense, I can understand that because the whole point of the union is to recruit. So people are going to be going it's kind around of a cult, and isn't like, it? yo, just it's it's exactly it's, a it's kind culty. of a cultish thing. And what's the issue that the gaming industry has right now that Activision Blizzard was accused of having? It was like a bro cult kind yeah. of atmosphere. So on the flip side of that where it's supposed to be seen as good guys, but let's be honest, they're both in it for money. You pay union dues. It's a cult kind of thing. So they're just saying, look, don't talk about your cult. Okay. Because there's, they know. <laughs> don't talk about your <laughs> cult, your pyramid scheme. Don't come scheme. here and talk about your cult. <laughs> it's exactly. a pyramid scheme. Exactly. Because here's the thing. I hire you. You start off as a great employee, but you have one bad day, one bad day but you were a great employee. I have no problems with you, no issues. You usually do what I tell you to do. Maybe one time that day I tasked you a little bit too much, but things are back to normal the next day. No, I don't go out of my way to apologize. It happens, it's a job. Employee so-and-so who we usually have issues with because they're in their cult. Yes, I'm referring to the unions as a cult. <laughs> they're in their cult and they come to you and you go, at the workplace, now you're on my time that I'm paying you for. And they say, look, man, you don't have to take that. Join our union. Now they're going to spend their time recruiting you on my time. They're spending my time to recruit you into their fold, which in turn now makes you opposition to me. See what you guys aren't because getting you out have of this. another bad day. <laughs> you tell me I'm going to get my union on you. Now I've got to deal with the whole cult. See this, this y'all, y'all aren't seeing it from my perspective here, but what Atachi is essentially doing here is he's warning me <laughs> in the future <laughs> that if I get 
If I get caught <laughs> talking about if you get caught, a union, <laughs> I'm out. Starting a union. Y'all, y'all heard it here first. I, I just got, I just got very subtly threatened. That was very smooth. That was very smooth. Hey, look. Warning. Hey, look, look, look. I don't. I've been on both. I, I, but here's you're more knowledgeable thing. about these no things love. than I am. That's why, like, I'm talking about them. I'm, I'm asking the questions because you're, you know, more about this kind of stuff than I do. So I think it's great we're talking yeah. about this stuff. And, and honestly, I have no love. I have no love for big corporations. I and I, I on the flip side, I have no love for unions. Why? Because I've worked for both. Uh, when I was in mail delivery service, there's a union for the postal service. Really. The yes. government, you have to, the government. So here's the funny thing can be a union. Like they can have their unions, but here's the thing. A lot of people don't know this. The U S postal service works for the government. But it is not government owned. It is privately owned. I did not know that it receives funding. Oh, but it okay. Is not owned. Got you. Okay. It is privately owned. That's why they can have unions. Now, you start paying union dues before you even start delivering mail. However, the union will not do shit for you until after you've worked at the post office for about 90 days. So the union did jack shit for me when I was getting treated like crap, but they were taking my money. That sounds <laughs> like a pyramid their scheme. <laughs> yeah, I joined their cult. And when I said to them, hey, I'm, I'm getting mistreated. I know I'm in my probation period, but I know when I'm getting mistreated. I did eight years in the service. I know the difference. I'm not stupid. They're like, well, there's nothing we can do for you. Okay, but you started taking my money day one. What do you mean there's nothing you can do? You started <laughs> it's taking like an my insurance money. plan. <laughs> we <laughs> won't like, cover you, you until your 90-day probation. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, so why didn't you just start taking my money after the 90 days? So, like, what am I paying you for now? A t-shirt. A t-shirt. I started, I paid them for they the t-shirt. They gave you a union t-shirt. <laughs> they gave me a t-shirt. So I you said, bought oh, a t-shirt okay, from them and that was it. Have you ever it. worn it? So I said. The union didn't have that spot. He won't wear it. The, no, he doesn't have it anymore. <laughs> I, 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 I hang it up on a wall as a reminder of what I don't want to go. Jesus back to. Christ. <laughs> I said, the union didn't have my back. The actual place of employment didn't have my back, but neither of them wanted to ever go head to head with each other. Now see, when, when, so it's kind of like when, when I, when, when I heard, when I was going through the, the hiring process and they mentioned the union thing, it wasn't like I was like, oh, what do you mean I can't talk about unions? Like, that's not what I was thinking. I just, I was like, <laughs> God damn, like you unions? can't say. Uh, to me, it was like, I, I was fresh out of the military for the most part, right? I was in mm. college, at school. So to me, I was like, damn, like you can't have like freedom of speech. Like, like that's how I saw it. Freedom? Like coming in. Like I was just like, Jesus Christ, which I never found myself talking about unions because it wasn't something I was into. I just wanted to do my job and go home just like I do now. I just want to do my job and go home. But it, yeah, unions, they, they sound very culty to me. That's why I refer to them as such. They're a cult. They're very selective on who they will help, when they will help, but they will take your money. They will give you bad karma, but take good money. Jesus. <laughs> so, so I can understand from, from that perspective of like why they would just be direct. Because a job is a... Yes, that's illegal but if that is a grounds for the jobs to to terminate your your employment that doesn't have to do with your gender your ethnicity your sexual orientation um that's probably why they were bold enough to say that because that leads to a whole nother can of worms that 
becomes problematic long term. You won't be fishing with those worms. Yeah. And, 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 and I can see where that could become a problem because it's just like someone with too much sass saying, well, you can't tell me that you're my employee. I'm asking you to do your job, but because you came in and don't feel like doing it, but still want to get paid. And now you're going to sick the union on me. Cause I'm attacking your right. It's a whole rabbit yeah, hole. I could go, I, I could go down a whole rabbit hole of toxic work environments. People do not put up with yeah. them. Don't join a union. Cause it's all the same. I it's also just said don't. I said don't join a union. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't. That's how serious it is. Don't join a union. <laughs> yeah. So there you have it. So good job. Nintendo leads to unions being a call. I love how we just do this. We just connect some of the weirdest dots. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. Um, I'm sure we'll see how this develops as time goes on. Right now, in terms of being under the hot red light. It's still Activision Blizzard, but but uh, I feel like Nintendo's that's that's going to beam up some more attention for them because Nintendo's always seen as the happy-go-lucky, nothing could go wrong uh, developer. But I mean, they're still a developer; they still follow those same guidelines as every other developer: tight schedules, long hours, probably less holidays. Um, so it, it really sucks to, to to hear that and see it pop up in the news. But like I said, we knew this was gonna. We knew this was going to happen, but on a ending writer note to wrap up the show, uh, how do you feel about Elden Ring underwear? <laughs> this just did. If you find this just did, no. <laughs> but seriously, if you guys play Elden Ring, be very, very careful when you get other people in your world. <laughs> if they look like they dropped underwear on the ground this is Don't real this is up. a real news piece this, this, this is not just came out like hours ago yeah this is this is real uh if they're dropping you the sparkly underwear from fia and everyone who plays elder ring you know who fia is or if you just find them um the reason the underwear on that character model is very specific is because originally it was planned to be a dropped item at the end of the quest line because from software games is very strong and if you see someone in the game wearing it you more than likely can wear it too don't know why the underwear was very specific given that fia wears a very long full gown but it fits her character uh arc type well they decided not to drop that item in the game probably for obvious reasons but some people have figured out how to hack that item and make it Droppable. You know, I love I love modders and what they do. They're so amazing. They do the funniest, the coolest things. But can they? They're the worst when it comes to things that get you banned or destroy yep. your account. Yep, because that will get you soft banned. You'll be able to do multiplayer, but you will only be able to play with other people who have been put in. You'll soft just be a bunch jail. of dirty old men and women. <laughs> With their little underwear <laughs> fetish. Their little and underwear. No matter what your intention yep. was, you'll just be in this little box of shame playing with each other. You'll only have yep. each other. Yep. And why are you here? Underwear. underwear. Oh, me too. <laughs> did you did you pick oh, it up on too. purpose? No. Everyone's just going to be like, I didn't pick it up on purpose. It's going to be everyone. Everyone. I didn't do so I wonder that. how I they're going to address this. Are they just going to like, I, I mean, I see that they put out like, if you have the underwear, delete your underwear. <laughs> <laughs> delete it but here's the thing here's the thing jesus that usually means deleting your entire save file deleting your underwear 
because it's a it's, an it's item. attached to your file. But apparently, the fact that you had it is attached to your file. So, I, and that's what you it'll can't just delete it from your inventory. I don't think they, so. Well, they they, 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 they were usually, vague on it. They just said delete the item. Yeah, which usually leads if you read further it says which usually leads to deleting your whole save. There was people who've had hundreds of hours. They picked it up not knowing it was the underwear, and then they got soft. Okay, if I'm running around Elden Ring. And I just see a pair of underwear just chilling. <laughs> That's sus to me. Well, yeah, if you're playing with other people, it would be sus to you. Like if you're playing with a random person, it's sus to you because well, who does it to someone with them and they just who drop does their this underwear? Someone they know. Well, that's the thing. I don't think it's to people they know. You, you know, a lot of, a lot of. So here's the thing: there's a lot of players out there that are so helpful. They probably have like two, three of an item. So they'll drop good items for the person that they're helping just because great weapons, great items. People will pick them up, not knowing what they're picking up. So now it's like, hey, everyone wanted Fia's underwear. Here's Fia's underwear. And it was so funny because people were like begging players. Do you have Fia's underwear? Can you drop her underwear? <laughs> people wanted it. And then FromSoft was like, oh, God. nah, bruh. Nah, you got to. We gotta cut that. <laughs> we're nasty. Put you gamers, in gamers. We're na- we're a bunch of nasty bin. lot, aren't we? We even are, even yeah, even those of you that seem like you're not, you are. You are. Every everybody has their. You all have your little your little game. Fetish gamers are really showing thing. it. Gamers are showing Jesus. it. They all wanted Fia's underwear. Here's my question: Who discovered that? And how the heck did you? <laughs> I didn't ever think to check that until it came out and my thing and i'll admit i checked because i said there is absolutely no way i said this has to be a running joke but now i'm curious and come to find out they weren't wrong and then i said okay now i'm like who sat here for so long (laughs) (laughs) messing with the camera to figure this out or who decided to go in the game files in specific Cause I'm like, okay, even if you hacked and went to the game files, how depraved were you <laughs> to check under all the character models clothing? Why? The fact that they're they're they go into so much detail that there's clothes under the clothes that we can't even see if we wanted to. That's actually impressive to me. I mean, I, hats they off, know gamers. Hats off the FromSoft to like put in yeah. that much detail. They knew gamers. They knew. They knew what people were going to do. They, they were baited. They were baited. They, they knew they people would do it. And then because they did it, they're like, ah, they it was a trap. It's a trap. You didn't, you didn't get the mimic. Instead of the mimic chest, y'all got underwear that was hacked, modded underwear that yep. bans you. Those were the Hope mimic chests. Hope it was oh, worth man. it. <sighs> anyway, we are going to get out of here. This is, uh, Yeah. This is what a way to end the episode. Bunch of dirty <laughs> bastards. Underwear. Oh my gosh. Anyway, guys, let us know what you thought about this week's episode. Give us your feedback. What do you think about Nintendo? Uh, what do you think about the upcoming unnamed Star Wars game? And what do you think about Elden Ring underwear? <laughs> would love to hear your thoughts. Leave your comments uh, at gammagames.com. And also, if you would like to join us for more of these live podcasts think about signing up for patreon and then you'll be able to join us for more live stream podcasts like this one 
Uh, also make sure to check out the GZShop.com for all of our exclusive merch. We have a new anime collection. We've started a gaming collection. We have a whole plethora of items available for you guys to choose from. Some awesome gift ideas as well. And also make sure to leave a comment on these episodes and leave us a review. Let, let people know that you love the GZ Chop Shop podcast because word of mouth is our best friend. Um, and you guys tuning in and listening has been doing phenomenal for us. We are almost 100 episodes into this series. And it's been, I got to say, it's been an amazing two year journey. And I, I want to be able to keep doing this for you guys for the years in the foreseeable future. So thank you, everybody, so much. Mouch. Thank you, everybody, so much. <laughs> There's my mix-up word for the day. Also, huge shout-out to Sailor Lion. Thank you, sir, uh, for redeeming those points during the uh, Twitch live stream and being a huge, huge supporter and good friend to GZ Chop Chop Podcast. We really appreciate you. So thank you so much. Thank you to all of our Patreons as well. Anyway, we are out of here. You guys have been amazing. Stay safe out there, and we will catch you all next episode. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What's up, everyone? Project Itachi here. Did you enjoy the show? If so, think about supporting us on Patreon or Acast for exclusive perks, content, and more. Also, visit our store, thegzshop.com. You can find all of our links on our website, osn-media.com. Until next time.